Hi, I'm your host, Valerie Lynn. And if you're anything like me, you might be a little technologically deficient. <laughs> Luckily, we have great tech minds like Ryan Hurt, also known as the smart guy. Today, he's sharing his inspiration, the story about his father's battle with cancer and how Ryan's concern and his dad's fight for independence led to the creation of a small, non-intrusive, no cameras allowed technology called Caregiver Smart Solutions. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip from our guest. You're listening to our doable tips, short answers to your questions. Don't see your question listed? Send us a note. Then don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an answer. For you, when was that first moment where it hit you that you need to help your dad? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because you know, my father has had cancer and he's still around, God bless, right? But he's gone through three sets of cancers. I mean, this dude is tough as nails, literally. <laughs> wow. But it's when he had his first cancer and he started getting his chemo and I started seeing issues, forgetting things. And I remember the doctor was talking about his neuropathy. So the cancer is going to start um, causing issues with, you know, his fingertips and his toes, and he's going to have a hard time, you know, feeling, and it's called neuropathy. And he has to take this medication and medication should help, but it has to be done once a day at the same time. Some medications can be taken, you know, early morning or at night, but let's say one o'clock, if you take it at one o'clock, he's got to take it one o'clock tomorrow. So that was the first thing I'm like, all right, well, how do we make sure. I mean, even myself, you know, I, I take vitamins. Do I take them at the same time every day? No. And half the times I forget about it. So I have to have my vitamins in front of me. How do I make sure dad takes this or some kind of an indicator? And then over time, I also noticed that the chemo was, I forget what they call it, but they, it basically gives him like this fog, kind of mm. foggy. So he starts forgetting things and forgetting where he is and all those kind of things. And, you know, more and more, I was getting concerned. And now I know it's called activities of daily living. Then I was just like, did dad get up this morning? Like, mm. is he eating? I, I had no idea. So yeah. that's where it started with, well, I'll put a camera in. Let's try a camera. It's simple. I'll, I just plug it in and, and that lasted 10 or 15 seconds. <laughs> and a, <laughs> a dish towel went over and then I took the dish towel away and then a dog toy went in front of it. You know, it's like, so your dad uh, put a dish towel over the camera, <laughs> right over it. And I look into it. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then I go over and I'm like, and then the next thing, as I said, dog toy. <laughs> so how did that conversation go when you, when you're like, what the heck is this? How did that conversation go with your dad? <laughs> well, the funny thing is I put it, I put the camera in the kitchen because it's kind of like a kitchen, dining room, living room, open area. And I put it on top of the corner cabinet so it could just kind of look at the entire space. And I go in because I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, <laughs> why? It, it's like dark. What is this? <laughs> and then I go over. I'm like, you're 
hit at me. He chucked the <laughs> head up there. So I take it off. And then, you know, a day or two later, there's this stupid dog toy in front of it with a smiley face. And I go over, I'm like, number one, how the hell did you get up there? Number two, that's funny. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't going to work. Your dad has a sense of humor. <laughs> so, so what did he say to you? Because obviously he didn't like the camera. Right. He's like, you know, I, I don't need to be spied on. You don't need to know what I'm doing in here. I'm like, you're right. I don't need to know. As a matter of fact, I don't care. All I want to know is that you're, you're up and you're eating and you're taking your medicine. Other than that, I don't care what you do. And that's kind of where the thesis started, right? Because there's a couple of things I learned early on. Number one, you're never going to change the habit of an aging loved one. Like my father is 76. He's not going to change his habit. My grandmother, who's 96, is definitely not going to change her <laughs> habits. And she's going to tell you where to shove those habits, too, right? So how do I do something that doesn't require them to do anything? Did your dad recognize that he needed help? Or were you sort of fighting against that, too? I don't want to say fight. But I think like all of us, there's none of us want to think that we're getting older. But yet. I don't run as fast or as far as I used to. It seems as if when I bend over, it's definitely farther than it's ever been, right? <laughs> and if you fall down, that's a really, you know, it's much harder. The concrete is much harder today than it ever was. <laughs> yes. But what are you going to do, right? Yeah, and, and again, exactly. It's the independence. It's the dignity. And we can still retain that. I'm not saying... I want you to give up anything. All I'm saying is, listen, here's a tool that can help us figure out things. So if you forget to take your medication, I'll know and I can call you because maybe you're outside cutting the lawn and you're not paying attention, just like I don't. But it's really important that you take this at this time every day. Yeah. And Ryan, I forgot to ask you this. Are you an only child? <laughs> Could you tell? <laughs> <laughs> I am. Yes. So the interesting uh, thing with growing up is uh, it was always the dog's fault. hundred <laughs> percent. I can't believe this dog. He did everything. Ate my homework, stole my homework. Like I amazing. guarantee you my only son wishes we had a dog. <laughs> Got to get a dog for his well-being. <laughs> right. No. Well, now he's, he's 27 and he's on his own, but I guarantee you when he was growing up, he wishes we had a dog, <laughs> but you know, a lot of caregivers are in this situation, right? My son is going to be, I tell him all the time, like, oh, you're so lucky. You're the only one. <laughs> you yeah, know, take care of yourself, your kiddo, shoulders. because I'm counting on you, <laughs> right? Yeah, but so true. a lot of caregivers find themselves in that situation. How difficult was that for you? Yeah, it, it's exasperated because I do have a good relationship with my parents. My father built our house back in the late 70s into the 80s, like physically built this house himself. And it was a better homes and garden like plan. And, and he bought it and he built it. And for like seven years straight, I was up there every weekend and doing this. Now, that's how I learned construction. That's how I learned plumbing. That's how I learned electrical. And then fast forward, after he retired, he actually came to work for my other company, which is focusing on smart homes. So he has been in the field with me, but the problem with chemo is, you know, over time it, it gives this fog. So that's the hard thing. The hard thing is, is in the beginning, 
when he was helping me after his treatment, you would see a couple of hours, but then he would kind of get back into things and, and he would be helping me as normal. You know, this guy is strong as an ox. He's tough as nails. He's on it. He's the one who taught me all of these things. But then the second time he got cancer and he went through chemo, he started to be more forgetful. And then this latest round, he's literally forgetting where he is on the job site. And it, it, Cancer sucks. There's no good way of saying it, you know, but how do we keep around for as long as possible? Because whether it's him, whether it's my 96 year old grandmother, there's so much that we learn from these people and and what they've done in their life. And it, it really is interesting to have that. And for myself, I want to be around as long as possible because I've got three boys and the chaos that they have put me through, I want to give back to them tenfold. So when you guys see this, that is my mission. I'm just telling you. I love that. I love, well, but that brings up another point though. So you were in that situation where you also had family obligations while you're becoming a caregiver. And one of the things, you know, we've talked before and one of the things that you said that I really love and I think will resonate with so many people is that you didn't even know you were a caregiver. Yeah, I I didn't know it. I didn't know activities of daily living. I didn't know caregiving. What I've learned is the industry is very fractured, right? It's hard to find information. You're literally tapping on the computer, looking at Google, and you have no idea. Now, with that said, there's a lot of great resources like this that is coming up and and what you're doing to help people and really focus on the problem and say, hey, you're not alone. There are a lot of resources out there, whether it's meditation, whether it's resources on what to do as a caregiver, end of life, financial, like all of those things. It really is great to be able to find that information because it's the chaos of life. And then something like this happens or an event happens, you know, mom falls and breaks her hip and then goes into an assisted, you know, skilled nursing facility. And it's like, all right, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. How Mm -hmm. are we going to get mom home? What does that look like? So to have you as a resource and others out there, I mean, that's, that's really where finally, you know, it's making life a little easier. Yeah. And you as well. And so, so let's go back to the camera. (laughs) I just love the story, the camera in your dad's house. I love the towel. I love the dog toy. What happened next? So after the camera that got chucked and then (laughs) it was, okay, uh, what do I do? So I come from the smart home industry. So I said, okay, now to put in context, what my other company was doing is really big smart home stuff. Like when you go into a home and you touch a button and the entire house goes on or, or you say, you know, her name, I'm not going to say her name because it's going to turn on everybody's thing. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I you know, have turn one. on the light. Exactly. <laughs> or our listeners. <laughs> or, you know, for my house where, as I said, I have three young boys and it's absolute chaos in my house. So As they're going to school, the ability to push one button and it turns off every TV, it turns off every light, it turns everything off in the house. That's kind of cool and it's game changing. So I figured I could find something and buy it and put it in. And that's what kind of led me down the path of nothing exists over here in what they call age tech. So I tried to use some smart home stuff, but the problem is it, it wasn't giving me information. It wasn't giving me 
It wasn't allowing me to get ahead of things. It, it wasn't the right tool for the job, like a camera. It's just, it's not the right tool for the job. So I basically developed my own and I duct taped this thing together and I, I made it happen and, and it was working. And then I started talking about it because I've always been giving lectures about technology and how technology can help us as humans. And as we age, the different ways we use technology. And I don't know, but I, I don't know if I told you this before, but when I was growing up, I used a telephone that was actually bolted to the wall that actually had a wire. And if you wanted some privacy, you would go to Radio Shack and you would buy a longer wire so you can go around the corner. You're like, forgetting how people old, don't remember that. You're forgetting how old I am. I do 29? remember that. That's right. 29. <laughs> you got it. Do you remember the phones before it was button? Remember the rotary dial? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And you were like, and you were hoping that person didn't have eights or nines. And if you messed up the number, you're like, oh, I got to start again. Remember the public phones? I do. I do. That's when oh we used gosh. to have real tolerance, right? Because I remember this clearly. So it was 1989. I had my uh, license and I had a pager. And when uh, mom would page me, you know, the mm -hmm. early text, we used to call it paging, mm -hmm. you know, you would have a certain amount of time. You would have like 15 minutes. So I'd had 15 minutes. I had a cup holder of quarters and dimes and I had 15 <laughs> minutes to find a pay phone. So I could call mom only to tell her, where are you? I'm hanging out. All right. Be home by 12. Great. See you later. <laughs> okay. So I am so interested in what is this technology that you taped together? Oh. Because the reason why I think it's so interesting is that as caregivers, before we know that we're caregivers, I think a lot of times you you Google things and you see caregiver and a lot of families go, I'm not that. A caregiver yeah. is someone who's paid to take care of someone. That's exactly. not me, right? Exactly. They think it, they don't realize, they don't make that connection. And so what they do, a lot of families is they go through all of these skinning their knees and bumping into yeah. things, trying to figure out how to make this work for everybody. So I have to know, what did you tape together? <laughs> so I, I started again from the smart home side. I started thinking about, all right, well, what do I really need to know? And that, that was the conversation with dad. I'm like, I, I don't need to know everything. I just need to know if you got up. I need to know if you took your medication and I need to know if you're eating. So I started putting sensors on the fridge, sensors on the medication cabinet, and bed sensor. So I know if he was in it or not in it. But I needed it to send the information to me in the palm of my hand. So it was a total rule, Goldberg. It was totally duct taped together, wired up, like ugly as thin, but it worked. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right. I started there, and then I'm like, Grandma. <laughs> You know, <laughs> she is totally like uh, technology. Uh, she hates it. She's been telling me forever. Technology is spying on you. And, you know, I don't know, maybe she's right or wrong, but whatever. But she's totally technology adverse. She's one that doesn't want a smart thermostat. She's one that does not want a smart doorknob. Like if I put a smart doorknob on her condo, she would take it off and throw it at me. That's the type of person she is. But <laughs> psychology is. 50% of the problem. So think about it. She has lived on her own forever. She is 96 and she expects to go home and put a key in the door and unlock it. She's done that for what, 60, 70 years. So don't try to change it. I don't care if it's the best thing in the world. If you could talk to the lock, if you got to put your finger on the lock, <laughs> and you put a number in, I want to put the key in. 
I don't want any of that crap. I just want to put the key in. Let her put the key in, right? So that's kind of how it happened. And then I needed to make it a little better. And I was talking about it. Matter of fact, I remember I was giving a lecture. It was about the technology for living in place. It was part of the Living in Place Institute. And it was part of uh, KBiz, Kitchen and Bath Industry Association. And I was giving a presentation at Design and Construction Week out in Las Vegas. And we were talking about like all the different technologies and how the things can help us as we age in place. And everything from smart microwaves to voice-activated toilets and all these other interesting things. (laughs) And that's when I started talking about how smart sensor technology will be able to help us in the future. And I remember afterwards, like six people came up and said, I need that. Or if that only existed. And I'm like, there we go. And that's where Caregiver Smart Solutions was born. And that's your company. And we'll put a link to that in show notes too. You know, caregiving is so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. All you're wanting to do is just know that your loved one is safe. And especially if you can't be there. And I think there's a lot of guilt wrapped up in, in that as well. Like if you're not able to be there all the time. And so that's another, uh, just another kind of layer to everything. And I'm so glad that your dad is doing okay. Was he accepting of your help? You know, yeah. After after you got the camera out of there, I, uh, right? He wasn't accepting of the camera. After I got the camera out. <laughs> no, he, he actually got interested. And same with my grandmother because, and, and I got to tell you, she's. As I said, she's 97 now. She's a bit spicy. (laughs) She's going to tell you her mind, which is good. She's earned it. (laughs) She's earned it. Absolutely. But yeah, our sensors are the size of a quarter. And why is that important? Because it it goes away. Yeah. They're white. So it could be right next to the trim around the door. And again, it's, it's that confidence of knowing, well, somebody's got my back. Nobody's looking at me from a camera because I don't want them seeing what I'm doing. Even if I'm just sitting in front of the TV all day and playing or reading a book or whatever, fine. But the most exciting thing is because I'm a, I'm a geek, you know, I'm a techie, <laughs> right now, this is our first generation that is in market. And it is, it is game changing and it's doing amazing things. Wait until you see what's coming in the future. What we are doing and what is going to be available will just blow your mind. It really is an exciting time to leverage technology because I look at it a little different. I look at it from a caregiver standpoint. That's why I say, you know, caregiver smart solutions is built by caregivers for caregivers. Cause I'm looking at it as, okay, if I have this problem, somebody else has the problem. And if I need to know X, somebody else needs to know X. So what tools are out there or what technology is out there that I can adopt or build and then give you, the caregiver, another tool to help your loved one live on their own as independent with dignity for as long as possible. What I really love about that too is that so often, and and I've talked about this before on the show, so often seniors feel like they have to give up their dignity right? because, oh, I'm just old. Oh, this is just how it is. And I love that your dad's refusal to be videoed taped to be video monitored. (laughs) I love that that was the catalyst into what you're doing now. And again, we'll put a link in show notes to caregivers, smart solutions, because if he would have 
been okay with that camera, I wonder how long it would have taken for you to make, or maybe never would you have taken this leap? And I think it's just absolutely so important. So, so what would be your number one doable tip for families that find themselves in this situation of caregiving and they didn't even realize that that's what they were? Good question. I would start looking at resources like yourself that is out there. There is a new TV show called Caregiving Worldwide. I would look that up. I think that's a a great show that's out there. Um, There is caregiving.com. Gary Barge, he has a bunch of great information. You can also look at our website. We have a ton of blogs, not just talking about technology, but health and wellness, anything surrounding the caregiver. There really is starting to become a lot of good resources that is kind of coming together, as well as take a look at your state, community, or town resources. There might be something there as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Caregiver Smart Solutions, the trusted solution for monitoring your loved one as they age in place. With non-invasive sensors the size of a quarter, you can easily detect your loved one's activity. Are they showering, eating, or leaving the stove on? Caregiver Smart Solutions will help you provide the support your loved one needs. Find more information in today's show notes. Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details, including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest. Have questions or your own tips to share? Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, make it doable. Doable.